Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 89 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on June 16th, 2017 on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have the man who is still actively seeking out new ways to break technology, Justin Sane 0516. Justin, how's, uh, how, how have the drops been for you this week? Drops have sucked. <laughs> My computer <laughs> dropped. You dropped your computer? <laughs> My mic is... I didn't drop my computer. My computer just decided to not be a computer anymore. It said, hey, let's give being a rock a shot. Um, <laughs> and... Um, then my mic decided to mute itself 10,000 times leading up to the show. And here we sit. And... Yeah, the drops, mic drops and computer drops and, and not hard the drive drops, drops. Not the mic drops. Everything else has dropped. All, all the wrong drops. <laughs> but otherwise, it's been, it's been a solid week. It, it was definitely seven days. I can tell you that much. Has it been? Has it been seven days? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been like nine. <laughs> it may have been just because Blue made me do it on a weird night. <laughs> You were so confused. <laughs> I still am. Oh, man. Well, Mel is actually out at Wizard World Sacramento this weekend, so be sure to let her know we miss her over on Twitter at The Wind of the Stars. And if you're over in that area, definitely be sure to check her out. Um, I think she's actually doing – I thought I saw something from her Twitter the or earlier today that she's doing a live painting demonstration on Sunday. So if you guys are in that area, definitely, definitely try to check that out. Um, and then from the depths of the madness-inducing mind maps, we are joined by our favorite Gunter, the one and the only Green-Eyed Music Lover. Green, hope you're doing well. I hear you're venturing into the world of Elder Scrolls online. So obviously, obviously the most important question is, which alliance are you joining? You know, I actually don't Say know too much. Of, I, okay, I don't know too much about the alliances. Tigerman, yeah. Actually, I do play Khajiits. Khajiits is my favorite that's, that's race okay. to play. That's, that's okay. Um, right now, it's whatever alliance is on the far left. The when far you select them. left. Is that like their political leanings? <laughs> or... <laughs> Might as well be. I have no idea, actually. I think the original Elder Scrolls Online, I played... Until I got to a mission where you go to an island because you're like infiltrating this this cult ish type thing, and I got stuck on the island and I couldn't get off. I couldn't beat the mission and I couldn't get off. And I was so pissed that I just stopped playing the game. I'm uh, loving Morrowind so far because I haven't had that situation yet, and I can actually play the game. The, is it the blue, the red, or the yellow? Oh God, Jay, don't wait. here. Give me a second. I'll pull up the images is it a lion a dragon or an eagle it's a diamond shaped with i think it's the dragon i think okay so the ebonheart i don't know much about the alliances because i really i never i never (laughs) played with anybody online i like literally nobody that i let me let me let me rephrase this there's one wrong answer and two potential right answers 
I literally picked the first one on the far left. I didn't look at anything history-wise about them, so you'll have to lure me on that later. Uh, Elder Scrolls. Okay. Ooh, what should we drinking? Um, the elixir of life. <laughs> Coffee? No. 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 <laughs> no. Orange juice? Sweet beer. <laughs> liquid bread? He has liquid courage. There you go. Uh... <laughs> If the order is the same, oh God, I can't tell. It might be the blue one. The Daggerfall? I don't know the names. Okay. I literally don't. Oh my gosh, you're killing me. I'm just as long as it's not as long as you're not an Aldemary, that's that's fine. I'll have to look. Don't don't align with Altmer or we won't talk. Why? Because they're Nazis. Just because they're jerks? Because they're Nazis. Okay. They are Nazis. I, completely. I might just go remake a character. Just in case. <laughs> God, You're I like, literally oh, made Christ. it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's run through the intro real fast, and then we'll jump into the conversation. The topic of today's chat is going to be a dive into the lore of the Deepstone Crypt. I asked Green to put together a high-level summary of the topic, and this is what she had to say. Death is, for us mortals, the edge of the map we know as life. But does it have to be? What if there was a way to live forever? What price would you be willing to pay for that triumph over your mortality? Would you trade your memory? Your sense of self, your very flesh and blood. It would appear that some found this price acceptable. Some shed their bodies and even their minds to take the shape of an exo. And as one of the most mysterious aspects in exo history, the deep stone crypt is an enigma. The little that we know for certain about this subroutine is that it is the source of the seeds which become exo-minds. But is this also a physical place? A dark tower which calls to the exo's mind? Calls for them to return to their birthplace? However, this homecoming is for some anything but a peaceful journey. Many try to bury the dream of the tower upon a black plain. The events which they are subjected to as they try to reach their goal. But some, some will speak of the army they face along the way. For many EXO, that's not the challenge. Taking on armies, after all, was what they were designed for. The challenge is who the army is made of. There is a degree where emotion presents itself as a hindrance to a machine of war. One of those degrees is when it comes to making a choice between saving everyone you know or answering the siren song of the place of your birth and killing all who stand in your way. Before we get into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last chat, we took a look at the updates on our Guardians. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out the new www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, as well as links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out in the internets, and a growing collection of community articles. 
If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing and to help us to continue to grow. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday, at around 10pm Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chats for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the official podcast for the Guardians of Destiny, Guardian 1, Ghost and Echoes, which also has the Destiny audio grimoire, and the network's newest edition, a non-Destiny-focused podcast, Paragon Radio. Our next chat's going to be a dive into the lore of the Destiny universe and the dimensions within it. With all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the information and thoughts that the community had about the Deepstone Crypt. Lorebot, let's go. Query. Grimoire. Database. Results found. Displaying on screen. Thank you, Randy. Um, I've got a question, though, and this mm-hmm. is completely off topic, but what grimoire database is randy gonna query once we move into d2 you had to bring it up you had to bring it up sad rip rip randy rip randy under bridge (laughs) no randy will have a pro he'll have a purpose he'll reprogram randy we will repurpose randy (laughs) Um, rebuild him and I want that stronger. trending before the before the night's over. Hashtag repurpose Randy. Um, so, nice. <laughs> so uh, yeah, why don't we start if we're going to talk uh, Deep Stone Crypt? One of my actually one of my favorite obscure Grimoire cards is the Ghost Fragment Legends card mm-hmm. um, about the Deep Stone Crypt. I know it's like Blue's favorite because it's got a lot of Dark Tower references. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we get into that first? Uh, this is the tower where we were born. Not the tower, just a tower in a dream. The tower stands on a black plain. Behind the tower is a notch in the mountains where the sun sets. The teeth of the mountain cut the sun into fractal shapes, and the light that comes down at evening paints synapse shapes on the ground. Usually, it's evening when we come. The ground is fertile. This land is good. We go to the tower in dreams, but that doesn't mean it's not real. Some of us go to the tower in peace. They walk through a field of golden golden millet and low warm wind blows in from their back. I don't know why this is, because the rest of us meet an army. You can ask others about the deep stone, and they'll tell you about the army. They might confess one truth, which is this. We have to kill the army to get to the tower. Usually this starts barehanded and somewhere along the way you take a weapon. Ask again and if they're buzzed, they might also admit that most of us don't make it to the tower, except once or twice. None of them will tell you that the army is made of everyone we meet, the people we work with, the people we see in the street, and the people we tell about in our dreams. We kill them all. I think because we were made to kill, and this is the part of us that thinks about nothing else. Often, I kill people I don't know, but like most of us, I think I knew them once, in the time before, 
one reset or another. When my mind was younger and less terribly scarred. So that is how we go back to the Deep Stone Crypt, where we were born. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Can can I just say before we get like too deep into it, mm-hmm. it's so weird the concept of being born in a crypt. Uh, uh, it, not- it, okay, so I mean, in in the modern sense of a crypt, I mean, yes, it. it I mean, typical a typical crypt was you know. And green, I know you kind of had this on the notes as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a it's a chamber that's usually beneath. It was originally beneath the floor of a church or another, uh, usually a religious building um, that usually was containing the coffins or religious artifacts or the sarcophagus, the sarcophagi of individuals who followed that faith, right? Um, but we do have instances of crypts that were actually kind of more of a hidden room. Like they weren't necessarily there for storage of dead bodies. Um, and so you, I mean, yes, I see, I see the part where you're, you're trying to connect there. Um, and for the general understanding of what a crypt is, that is, it is an, an, a, a disconnection, a, a disconnection of the concepts, right? Uh, Green, I know you had something you wanted to throw in on this one. Yeah, even earlier than the idea of what we know as crypts beneath a church, um, crypts were used as a way for people to go and view something without interrupting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so view an artifact or view a ceremony without interrupting the actual ceremony, without being in the way of it. And you would be able to go in there, view it from kind of afar. Just think of it like we go to museums and stuff like that. And then you just pass on. Beyond that, uh, talks about in some of the wiki about it being a vault of sorts. Mm -hmm. Something is locked away or locked beneath it, it, I, the beneath thing is what cracks me up about this. Cause I mean, yeah, we had the idea of the deep stone crypt, deep sounding like it's going to be underground, but it's imagery is a tower. So that's where my disconnect happens. It's like, well, maybe, okay. maybe we're upside down. Inverted Don't tower. Don't start that. Yeah. Inverted calm, tower. Calm, calm down. Maybe inception. an inverted spire of sorts. Calm down. Uh, calm down. Saying- inception over here. Also, can I ask you something, Blue? And this is just like for my own housekeeping. Is the sarcophagi the guy who mines the sarcophagus? Oh gosh, like, is, that, is that the guy who's go. in charge of the sarcophagus? <laughs> it's plural for sarcophagus. Is... Okay, tomato, <laughs> potato. We can move on. <laughs> it's like, hi, I'm Ted. I'm the sarcophagi. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be meeting all your crypts <laughs> running low on tattered rags. Oh God. So move on. Move on. Go. Go. Oh no, I was gonna I was gonna say um the the going off of what Green was saying, uh, a crypt is all, like as far as the viewing uh 
it's not really a viewing chamber, but it kind of is. Um, mm-hmm. If you you actually see that, uh, I was I was actually just talking to someone earlier today about this, but in the Vatican, in uh, Saint Peter's Basilica, underneath in the crypt, the Saint Peter's crypt, there is the burial places of the the various popes. Um, and that is where a lot of people go on, you know, on journeys to pray at those, those locations. And then actually even further below that is the actual underground city of what used to be old, you know, the original or one of the original pieces of Rome. So there, and, and that's just because Roman height or Roman architecture is built on top of itself and it, mm-hmm. it stacks really high. But um, that that's the concept, is a crypt is also a place for prayer. Uh, you see that in, oh, what's what's the TV show that I always get told, I or the book series that I always get told I should read? Um, uh, bu- 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 um, Game of Thrones. Uh, mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a there's a big thing. I think isn't isn't the one of the families like isn't that a big thing? Is their crypt where they store their fathers? Yeah, the one of the original families in the series where before, well, I guess spoilers is not really in, in line because it's way it's way past. But before the the king or the the lord of the area gets killed, there's they go down into the crypt in the first book in book one. Yeah, yeah that's right. So and and so a crypt in like you know in today's world. Uh, the, the concept of death and the concept of dying is, is a very uncomfortable idea for the large majority of people. Uh, and so, you know, you see instances of catacombs of like the bone chapels within Rome and within the Eastern Bloc of Europe, um, and, you know, the, I mean, you can see this in their own mythology of how you approach certain things like zombies and, you know, vampires. Um, today's, the modern, the modern approach to death is a very apprehensive approach to death. And it's, it, they try to keep it at arm's, arm's length. In, um, in the ancient world, death was really, it, it wasn't that they were more comfortable with it or they are more welcoming of it but it was just so much more of a part of life because of the way that that culture just kind of it it just it was it was there it was it was right there in front of your face and you either accepted it and you you know you just brought it into your life and you you assimilated it or or you kind of i mean you couldn't you couldn't exist in the in that in that cultural context without a degree of acceptance and one of those ways of accepting it was to to build it into your build it into your culture uh and so you know yeah you have have poland poland has a lot of crypts um rome has you know the catacombs Mm -hmm. are immense doesn't france have like a an extensive network france france has an immense network of catacombs underneath city of the dead or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and, and actually most medieval cities will will have a city of the dead variant of it um you know i i think off the top of my head venice is one of the few that doesn't and that's simply because venice is built on water so they didn't really have anywhere to bury like they couldn't dig underneath the city because the city is literally kind of on top of the water um but like rome rome has i mean it's just immense 
Uh, Greece, you have a lot of cities in Greece that have similar concepts of that. Uh, and and this, this is culturally a very a very common thing. Like it's just a very common aspect of life. But and so in and that is to be said though that the crypt was always associated with kind of the end of life, right? But at the same yeah, time, oh, go for it, go for it. Well, I was oh, going to say at the same time, there's the, a strong death tie, right, right. But at the same time, it's also a birth. Because if you think about it, when one dies in the old world, when one dies, their spirit is free, right? I mean, think think of it in the uh, let's just go with the Greek context, right? When the when the mortal body dies, the soul is free to go to the underworld, and so in a way, the crypt is also the birth of the next life, and so. In that sense, an exo, if you think about it from an exo's perspective and you understand that some of the exos were f- were human in a past life, it would it would make sense that the exo mind was born in a crypt because the body died but the mind lives on. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely get feelings of it kind of almost having a rebirth to it especially with the way that the card itself talks about how they have to go back or that they feel like they need to go back yeah reliving that moment right the the thing that that gets me is it almost feels like a shedding of mortal the mortality Mm -hmm. you get rid of everybody you knew well you fight everybody you knew and I think I think that ties into, and you'll know, yeah, you know, fair fair warning for anyone listening to this episode. There's not that was pretty much the grimoire card. Um, there's not we might we might I pull in read it. yeah we might pull in a few other grimoire cards uh, just simply especially in connection to the exos, but really as far as the Deepstone Crypt, uh, it was an interesting chat because kind of like this week in chat right now with the universe chat. There, there wasn't a lot of, like, quote, confirmed uh, lore. It's mostly about the understanding, the implications behind it. Um, but that being said, I think that also speaks to limitations of physical memory. Um, you know, we kind of we've we've had this conversation before. Justin, I know you you'll know what I'm talking about here, but the possible explanation of killing everyone they know part of the tower dream is, I mean, if you think about it, and this is a very, this is another very common, uh, I don't really want to call it a trope, but it's a common event within any story about immortality is the human brain. The human brain can only hold so much information like our minds are designed to only hold finite details. We can't mm-hmm. hold infinite information. And I think this also ties into the ghost fragment exo because they specifically call out that the exo mind is built off a human mind. And, mm-hmm. and they challenge that because it's like they, they make a comment of like, why do we have emotions? This doesn't make any sense. If we're an actual war machine, the emotions are useless. Like that mm-hmm. that's, you know, whatever. And that's where in, you know, in that card, he goes on to say, you know, I think someone wanted to live forever, which makes sense if you think of it as a, um, it's usually called, I think it's a positronic, positronic brain, uh, which is a uh, concept that Asimov, I believe, well, came up with. 
Um, yeah, the the positronic is almost a mechanical brain. Right, right. Uh, but it's a positronic is built off a model of the human concept, the human brain concept. Well, I, I mean, back up. The con the 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 general idea of a positronic. There's different types of positronic, I guess technically. But like the one of the, one of the models, the model that I'm that I think of when I talk about positronic models is the mechanical. It's the it's the the classical mechanical brain that looks like a human brain, but mm-hmm. it's made out of um, it look, it's made out of like metal. That's the one that I think of. I think technically Asimov Asimov's I think was technically a digital one i can't remember his like the original positronic wasn't it a right originally around the concept of oh god what was it was it didn't he make up an element for the positronic brain or something can't um, i can't remember the history of the positronic <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's an interesting it's a it's an interesting thing but um it's it's definitely a new take on it yeah, well, and my my point here is like if you understand that the exo mind is built as a mo- uh, built off the model of the human brain, one of the biggest one of the biggest limitations to the human brain is that it has a finite data storage. It, you can't like there is a literal point at which there is no more room within yeah. the brain because it's physical, right? That's the that anyone who does anything in technology will understand this. That's why you have cloud technology instead of hardware technology right for your hard drive if you have a cloud if you have a cloud drive you can store infinite data uh whereas if you have a a physical hard drive there is only so much space before you guess what have to delete stuff well if you think about it from a a program standpoint what is the killing of a dream person it's literally the erasing of data in a way so they could be deleting the data that is in the way of the brain because the other thing is is when they when they have these the 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 connection to the deepstone crypt is usually also assigned to the idea of the number behind the exo's name and that is a number that is supposedly connected to the number of what's called wipes that they've gone yeah, through i think i think we could probably pretty confidently say that yeah that's i mean there's there's definitely what that is yeah i there's a number uh the the for me the the telltale proof is the the really funny quote from um banshee banshee where he's like he can't remember how many times he's been wiped and he's like oh there's 43 44 and and his name's banshee 44 um like yeah he works it up to 43 and then he stops yeah (laughs) like but uh, yeah. and and but that's also where you start having questions with the the exos that have lower numbers, because that means that either are Lakshmi, they, yeah, Lakshmi two, um, and like Cade six. Uh, now and there's there's a couple theories on the exo number, you know, about that. Is that is that the number of wipes or is that the number of service models? You know, like we've had we've had that conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the deep stone crypt and the, the whole dream of the killing everyone they know, I really kind of re I've always kind of read that as them cleaning out memory space, you know, and, uh, another really good example of this actually is, um, uh, what is the character's name? Um, she, she takes on the name me. In Doctor Who, but it's basically a character 
in one of the recent seasons of Doctor Who that uh, in order to heal her, he gives her immortality so she can't die. And then, like, she lives for, you know, 2,000 years or 3,000, like, I mean, insanely, but she lives to the point at which her human brain, because nothing else changed, she's just immortal. Well, her brain actually reaches a point where it starts forcing itself to forget things in order to continue learning new stuff. And so mm-hmm. then in the in the series, Shielder, thank you, Green. Thank you. Uh, I just know her as me. That's what she who she becomes later in the series is me. Um, and like in the process of the series, uh, she actually starts making detailed journals of everything that she does so that then like, you know, 500 years down the road, she can go back and read journals from herself that she doesn't remember anymore. And that's kind of how I kind of see the exos as, especially again, given the connection to the human brain, it's not the most effective, uh, it's not the most effective pattern for storing data. Um, especially considered that you have, you know, a, a tech technologically advanced robot that probably could, probably could have a more efficient process. So would you say due to the limitations of human brains or even awoken brains that people like Zavala would actually lose the memory just naturally? Like we normally lose memories of things as we get older because we're incorporating new things all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, That this is just a workaround for the exos because they are basically hardware. That this is the way that they forget things Um, and reset. Justin. So they're they don't have to have they they don't have the same concerns we have and the same concerns that uh I think they probably don't play a guardian but a, a normal human being has because their their neural pathways and connections won't deteriorate physically. Right. So we're we're not dealing with the situation where because the loss of memory in a human being has a lot to do with just the degradation of the the brain in general and and all these past these the pathways that lead you to connect the dots between all these memories um each time it each time it becomes a little bit harder to recall i'm think of it like you're going um your memory as being like counting but it's aggregate counting so it's like it's like one one two one, two, three, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five. So the, when you're, when you're, you know, brains, when you start to get old, that's why the, the common trope is that you, you know, the older you get the, your memory starts to go. Mm-hmm. Um, once that, once that those pathways start to degrade a little bit and your, you know, your, your brain matter starts to degrade, um, you can't actively complete those sequences. So, um, you know, for a human being, it's a different set of concerns than for an exo. I would think for an exo who doesn't, well, I mean, you could say maybe has the same concern because if you, if you believe that they are a uh, bio AI, like if they're, you know, if they can contain some biological element within mm-hmm. them, um, maybe that's a, a possibility. But if they are straight machine like in the example of the positronic brain, that's not a consideration at all. It's much more a, a matter of hitting a critical mass of the amount of data and the amount of um, storage. For lack of, yeah. Well, for lack of a better word, 
the um, the amount of data that the brain has to queue through in order to recall memories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a sorting algorithm. The right. more the more data this algorithm has to sort through, the longer it's going to take. And then the you know you there is a an amount you could reach where it would just be insurmountable. You know what I mean? So it it makes sense that they mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I had I uh, had to interject that one more time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, so there's, there's a couple different, you know, sets of, sets of worries here. Our right. worries as as causal human beings and their worries as paracausal, you know, dance robots. Um, well, I was just thinking of the fact of chemically our brains, we set up those pathways mm-hmm. where we mm-hmm. essentially make electrical circuits every day in our brain. Oh, yeah. The difference is, is that if we don't use those same circuits, those circuits tend to deteriorate or to be used as other things eventually, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. kind of seems like that's would for a human. We constantly erase things as we're living. We're, we're, we're living, we're doing experiences and we're erasing old experiences, things that we don't need. Exos, they don't. Like you were saying, they they're constantly adding new data in because they they have actual actual circuitry, so they can't erase those things live. Those are constantly building. So this is the workaround for exos, or for the fact that exos have kind of a human like brain where they're storing things. Except they can't forget unless they go through Deepstone Crypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, that's very much how I view the Deepstone Crypt. Um, now I don't think that the EXO is as physically limited as you would think just because even today and blue could probably get into this better than I could, but today, um, there, there are certain virtualization, um, practices that happen in computing that expand, um, expand the computing power, power of physical machines. So like, um, there's things like hyperthreading, um, yeah. where you could take a processor that has four cores and make it seem like it has eight. Mm-hmm. Or, or just look or at, six. I mean, just look at uh, the Xbox One X. That's that's how they did the processing chip. They basically folded the processing the processing process like the processing process. They folded it in and on itself. So they got you know whatever. Mm. I can't remember off the top of my head the specs. Um, but like that concept of like, basically it, it's basically in layman's term, creating a pocket dimension <laughs> between like within yeah. itself. And so you, you, mm-hmm. uh, exponentially increase the processing power without increasing the physical space. Yeah. That's intense. And well, that's, that's why I was like blown away when they were talking about it, uh, that, and you know, they reinvented energy distribution, but. And if you're, if you're like me, you just want. An Xbox box mm-hmm. or an, an Xbox, Xbox One box. An Xbox One. Or one Xbox box. <laughs> one Xbox box. One, what was it? One Xbox One, one. Xbox with one oh, Xbox God. One X in it. Yeah. Oh, and, my yeah. God. Yeah, that's what I want. My brother That's almost that. like the uh, – there, there's a picture of Jar Jar Binks. Um, yes. It's a Jar Jar. It's a jar jar in a in an ajar jar. In, oh, God. Uh, in an ajar. This is madness. 
we need to. Um, but yeah, I, um, another thing I take from this legends card, which I know, you know, is, is kind of trivial. (laughs) It's trivial and weird, but, um, he says, ask again, if they're buzzed, they might also admit that most of us don't make it to the tower. So this, this also confirms that you get drink drunk. Yeah. Yeah. That exos can get inebriated. Now, I know this seems weird for a robot to get drunk. It's it's a new type of thing. But if if a robot has enough sensors, mm-hmm. um, all all drunkenness is is just impairment. So, and all impairment is is just is just you know getting in the way of all these connections happening. So I mean that happens all the time. And I I really think back to to when Blue was talking about Baymax from Big Hero Six on the last show. <laughs> Um, that is exactly <laughs> all you really have to do to make a robot drunk is deprive of him deprive him of his full charge from his power supply right yeah so, then he so you just don't goofy. don't let Cade plug in at night to recharge and you get a drunk Cade exactly exactly <laughs> um, which would be the best Cade oh my gosh that would be dangerous I did want to I did want to kind of jump off that idea though really quick because that is a, a question that just got thrown up in chat was you know why why did they not make a better exo um and this kind of goes back to the ghost fragment exo card and I'm gonna try to get back to my note here um the the call out there is you know specifically the the phrase i think someone wanted to live forever well we also see that within the sisyphus project and within clovis bray um and so that's where a lot of a lot of the you know i think it's a pretty solid theory that clovis was trying to design the exo to allow himself to be immortal we know that clovis bray was pretty predominantly responsible for exo science exploration since we have multiple instances of Clovis Bray exoscience, you know, labs. But the um the entire idea is like if you think if you think about if you think of Clovis Bray as a narcissist, okay, which we all kind of I think everyone can kind of agree that that he is. The one of the telling features about a narcissist is they think that they're best. They're the best way that they need to be. So to answer the question of uh-uh. why, yeah, <laughs> but you, and I'm sure you see where I'm going with this answer here. If you understand that Clovis was trying, and this is all theory, you know, kind and well, I think it's pretty a pretty good theory. But if you imagine Clovis as heading the exoscience research in order to achieve immortality for himself then it would make sense that he would create the exo he would drive the exo creation to be based off the human brain because he is a human and as an as a kind of a narcissist he would want to transfer his himself into a body that was as similar to a human body as possible right because the transition widget we call a cookie yeah. Oh God. I'm done. I'm done. No, we're not. No. Oh, why? Why did you ruin this for me? Uh. Sorry. Okay. Okay. For the record, anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, um, oh God, what episode is that? It's called White Christmas. White Christmas. Go watch 
go watch Black Mirror White Christmas. And you will understand why that is a traumatizing concept. So awesome. It's an amazing episode, but it is traumatizing as all hell. Like, I just, uh, the, the, yeah, yeah. Black Mirror is an amazing show, but it is, it is the modern Twilight, um, what is it? Where did, where was I going? Uh, Twilight Zone. I was about to say, like, it has nothing to do with no, Twilight. No, I know, I know. I, I was, was like, I was vampires? thinking Twilight Gap, and I was like, that has nothing to do with anything. No, it's it's the modern version of Twilight Zone. It's, it's So the, all, the epi- all the episodes yeah, don't no, really it, connect it to each it's other. Like a, it's like a super modern Twilight don't Zone. Don't watch the first episode. Just don't. No, don't watch that first one. Skip that first one. Keep going. But yeah, White White Christmas is it's an amazing episode, and it, it really does actually kind of connect to a lot of this idea of transferring human human personality, I guess, a human sense of self into a electronic shell. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, it's the funny part about that model the 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 White Christmas model is that was actually transferring nothing. That, that uh, yeah, they actually had they actually had an AI shadow this person. Oh, that's in an right, implant that's right. in their brain. So this this uh, subroutine tr- shadowed this person, and then pretty much came up with everything that makes this person tick, and then created then created an AI that was an amalgamation of all of this person's attributes. Um, not the same as transferring transferring a human consciousness into a machine is much more Frankenstein than that. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, much more, much right. more like that sounds uh, like something Google would do. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a super that's common a, trope that's, though. That's a Halsey Halsey Shh. move. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't tell them I said that. Um, <laughs> They already know. They already know. They already heard. They already uh, heard. That, I mean, that's more along. It's it's definitely more along the lines of what you see with. I know everyone loves it when I make these comments, but it was more along the lines of a smart AI from Halo, which was actually modeled after a brain. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I was looking for. That's the term I was looking for was smart AI. Smart AI. I was looking for like bio AI or something mm-hmm. like that. But I actually think Green had something. If uh, yeah. Well, here's my question, because we're, I mean, we're talking about how Clovis Bray, the card indicates that Clovis Bray wanted to become immortal. Do we know if Clovis Bray is currently an EXO? We do we don't, not. We do not. We don't have any, I mean, we don't have any evidence that he himself became an EXO. We don't have um, any evidence that he himself became an ex, an EXO or he did not. Um you know, and There's I think no confirming or disproving, no, right? Not at not at the not at the moment. We have a couple items connected to the Deepstone Crypt. Uh, one which is it, it has nothing to do with Clovis, but along that concept, it's called the Crypt Hammer. It's a, mm-hmm. a ship, and the flavor text is After Death Triumph. Um, and the only reason we really kind of see a possible connection there is because the crypt part of it, um, and then also the Deepstone Crypt uh, being you know, the seeding of exo mines and then Kate's journal kind of hinting that this was something that was done to human. Well, actually it didn't hint it specifically says that he became uh, an exo when he was a human prior. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then the Deepstone Crypt uh, Mark, which is where you also see the image of the tower, <clears throat> excuse me, the tower with the sun behind it, actually, uh, which, if you remember from the Ghost Fragment Legends, is a part, you know, the sun setting within the, the uh, what is it, the the mountain crack behind the towers and notch in the mountains where the sun sets. And so it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the mountains on the mark, but it does have the tower and the setting sun. And it says the badge illustrating the infamous subroutine, which seated the first echo exo consciousness. Um, And then you have actually one of my, I love this, this particular artifact is the ring of living stone. Uh, And again, it's the flavor text is in memory of the deep stone crypt, the tower where we were born. I have a really frustrating thing about the the Ring of Living Stone um, that we can get into in a bit. But um, before yeah, we do that, can yeah, we talk it. about the idea? I mean, I know we're kind of delving more into the EXO idea, but emotions. Why, if they were meant to be purely, because we have conflicting ideas. There's the idea that EXOs were made as a way to bring forward a, a a mental ability or the memories of somebody into eternity. So we have the idea of eternity, but we also have the idea of exos being a war machine. And mm-hmm. it's mentioned multiple times that they are war machines. Why would there be emotions? So, well, I'll is go it, for it that exos were, I don't see I those mean, as conflicting um, because, and this was another thing that we kind of talked about in chat was, you know, we, we don't know that so we know that some humans became exos we mm-hmm. do not know that all exos were formerly humans mm-hmm. right that's kind of trippy but i mean you know it's like a square you know what is it a rectangle is a square but not a whatever right I can't remember. right but but so yeah but i mean so so keep that in mind too you might even have and 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 there is it's not like there isn't a hierarchy of ai within destiny already um you know we have platforms uh which we see within the ghost fragment vex series there's like the plot whatever they they were platforms they were basically plot or whatever frames um oh you're you're saying frames as separate from platforms yeah, okay, I so was, platforms were early versions of the frames, right? Platforms yeah, were basically ways that you could you could um, project. So, like uh, within Ghost Fragment Vex, in order to interact with the Vex architecture, the Ishtar <laughs> team had to project their mental state into a platform or a frame, in which then they could through proxy interact with it and even Mm -hmm. then it was thought that the the effects you know were probably possibly gonna hit to going to affect them um so platforms are obviously i I call them i call them platforms i guess you could technically call them frames but Uh i i view them as separate from frames because and the reason why is because frames you have your like sweeper bots your your mail bots your bounty hunt your bounty board you know tracker all these frames, they kind of seem to have a base sense of AI mm-hmm. in which they can actually pick up quirks. And they, it's not that they, um, it's not Poor that sweeper bot, <laughs> the whistle protocol. Um, it's not that they wait, have lost like, his broom. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Sweeper bot was sad. Right, right. It, but that's what I was going to say. Frames can pick up quirks. Uh, they can pick up quirks, but they don't have like 
uh, they don't they have individuality but they're not really individuals if that makes sense like they're all right basically but- cookie cutter programs but if you leave them running long enough they will pick up personality quirks for that specific individual well program. yeah that's the Which thing. Is, their their run environment is individualistic. So right, correct. You, you Which take is why a cookie cutter program mm-hmm. and put it into unique circumstances, they will have different just, responses. Just through mm-hmm. basic addition and subtraction, there it will be. It will become unique in that it will develop unique quirks that another frame that exists in a different type of you know well and you can see this you can see this in the difference between the city frames and the reef frames uh and it specifically calls out that reef frames are routinely wiped in order to prevent them from get from um Mm -hmm. from developing personality quirks whereas the city frames are actually it's almost like you almost get the feeling that they encourage quirks like they it's kind of like this thing where they don't I mean, and I don't mean then like they encourage it, but they they don't really mind it as long as it's not detracting from the frames uh, function functionality because yeah. like the mail bot, the, the, the mail or the postmaster bot, whatever uh, he he'll they'll make he'll make comments and it's like, what what is going on? And then uh, the bounty you have the bounty board trackers. They they'll also make comments. I mean, like the idle dialogue of the the city frames is much more interesting because I don't even know if the frames in the reef do they even have idle dialogue. I don't remember them. No, they don't. They are silent. No. So I mean, but and in, in, in the in the grimoire, that's actually a, a particular thing that is called out that the reef routinely wipes their frames. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then you know there there is. So this is kind of an interesting thing. There is another type of frame that's above that, and it's the Red Jacks. Uh, there is also supposedly a police force. Uh, you kind of saw that with some of the pre-release stuff from Vanilla. Yeah. We don't. I don't remember reconnaissance frames. Huh? Sorry, you guys aren't they FOTC frames? Yeah, that's that's kind of where I was. I was kind of leaning is I think they are battle frames or FOTC frames. I think that's, but we don't have any confirmation that they are in game currently. Um, but we do know that the Red Jacks are there, uh, and right. you know the Red Jacks they have personalities or well, uh, Archite not and Delilah have police force though. Well, the Red Jacks aren't. The Red Jacks. They're are. more of like a reconnaissance type team, right? Okay, so Pins is Pins is telling me in chat we do see battle frames in the D two trailer. Perfect. So sweet. But I mean, which, so, but I differentiate. Which actually between, makes sense, right? No, it, it does. It makes, it makes sense that we sense. would because we're we're against the ropes in D two. So like it, it would be like okay, we're repurposed. Like I understand that you were sweeping and you were serving Jello in the cafeteria, but now <laughs> you're gonna fight. Like it's, well, it's and see, I would I would even say that the battle deck. frame that I see I differentiate between fr- like general general frames and battle frames because the programming would have to be different. A, a general frame you don't want a general frame to be programmed as a battle frame, right? Um. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I honestly think that the the base programming is probably similar. I oh, think yeah. they're I can, all they're all built to to execute their directives, right? And the tools, as you can the see, means by which with, they, uh, 
as you can see with the sweeper bot when it took out the trash yeah yeah like killed those killed he, those cabal that were in this way yeah like he's got that he's got a directive to sweep so whether or not there's a broom in his ham is <laughs> is apparently <laughs> oh god yeah. irrelevant so he's like just gonna sweep if someone wants to come up and put a broom in my hand, that would be boss. But I don't care. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep on sweeping. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's actually um, quite common in in modern day robotics. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. is you know, uh, it just it's how sophisticated do you get with your, you know, right? With, and I mean, and you could you could always bury the bat. Yeah, that's what they're saying in chat right now. You could bury the battle program behind the base program if if need be. Um, but anyways, in the hierarchy, then you have after the combat frames, that's when you kind of come to the exos, which is, you know, kind of a big, big jump in the sentience mm-hmm. model here. <clears throat> so you have exos, mm-hmm. which are kind of uh, robots, but they're not robots. We don't really know. Are they androids? They don't really seem to have, you know flesh but they kind of have sensory units enough that they can supposedly eat and drink um you know do they need sleep we don't know you know whatever we kind of get a hint that they do because of the um i think it's the dream eater uh armor set that calls out that hunters have insomnia even worse than exos do um so that that being said there is like well that means that exos have insomnia which indicates that they would need to sleep because you can't have insomnia if you don't sleep. Like that is insomnia. So, um, well, if you, if, do you, do you think? Do you see the connection there? Yeah, yeah, and I think sleep for sleep for a you know artificial. Well, and then yeah, and then obviously the entire like, conversation of the deep stone crypt being a dream. That's that's like on par with death. I think sleep for an exo. I think it's almost uh, a requisite that, you know, insomnia. Because think about it, like it's you're powering down. It's not like death, but it's. Oh, it's, it's but I think if I think it's like a recharge cycle. Yeah, it's definitely more, more invasive than the human version of sleep. Like if if an exo sleeps, it's definitely um, less invasive than the human version of sleeping. Like I think I view it as, uh, the, um, what is, uh, did have you ever, have either of you seen dark matter? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, mm. the ship computer, the Android ship computer, how she goes into the charging station. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've kind of seen. So sleep. I think no matter what, even when an exo sleeps, there's background processes that, well, yeah, just like your Xbox when it's asleep. It's still running oh, in some computer. way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah I asleep. mean, it's still they're still technically on, even if they are asleep. The yeah. only way to con- to truly make my computer sleep is to pull that that long cord out of the wall. Um, just drop it. Drop it like it's hot. And drop it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I almost dropped it and sent it back to Asus. That's how <laughs> disgusted I was. Um, so I just kind of wanted to bring this up. So um, I didn't know if I'd get a chance or not. No. So I'll just bring it up now. Um, I know we were talking about the the killing of the army in the Deep Stone, in the Deep Stone Crypt. 
as like deleting data. Right. Um, I much more, I mean, that's, that's like a very practical assessment of what it, what it is. And Thank you. Thank you. Or yeah. And more than likely, you know, if we're going to go odds, I'd say even odds, that's probably what it is, but the, a much more elegant um, description that I think we actually came up with blue in one of the early shows was that it was like a living password. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and we get, Oh yeah. I remember this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, basically um, the longer an exo lives, the longer his password will be. So the more people that exo meets that will all go into a registry and basically, um, if he wants to access the Deepstone Crypt, he will have to, in this kind of dream state subroutine, he will have to murder all these people. Execute you know? process. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's that's Replicate. actually, uh, when we were talking about <laughs> that, we based that off the reading of Ghost Fragment, The Golden Age, which is the conversation between the boy and his father. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. And he, and the dad said, he's like, do you know how to make a strong password? He said, tell yourself a story and use that one good story. You'll never forget that you can carry forever. Let your story take odd turns and wear a few surprising marks. Make sure it belongs to you so you can keep it secret. Um, and then we kind of extrapolated from there that the, the, the password being everyone, you know, which is the story of your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's why, like, if you if you go back through the Legends card, he says, um, often I kill people I don't know. But like most of us, I think I knew them once in the time before one reset or another when my mind was younger and less terribly scarred. So he his story has actually gotten so long that he doesn't even remember the parts of the password that they are. And that also, you know, again, going back to that concept of the password, that also explains why some of them go to the power tower in peace and some of them don't make it, or most of them don't make it because if you don't remember the faces of the people that you're killing, then you don't remember your password. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What happens then? Cause we have, I mean, we know that Cade is quite lucid. We know that Lakshmi is quite lucid, but Banshee it would appear that she, he's tried to run the face laser. I know. Well, okay. And she is besides the face, the face laser. laser, but the idea that he's had so many times that he's tried to run it. Did he forget the password really early on and just can't remember and can't get back there to really do the complete wipe. And well, so the subroutine didn't the actually other, complete or I think to be so, okay, here, hang on real quick before I answer that question, green face laser. Okay. The reason why I say Banshee is not, and I'm gonna, I, I, I know everyone loves the face laser thing, but I want to make a very clear point here. The wipe that promotes the Deepstone Crypt subroutine is not equivalent to death. No, right. So if an Exo Guardian shoots himself, and or or a Guardian Exo dies, that does not initiate a wipe. We don't know what no. initiates the subroutine. Right. Um, do we know if the subroutine 
dictates what number they are for sure afterwards? We for sure. It's suggested. No, but it's very heavily suggested by Banshee's idle dialogue. Uh, he's he's counting off the number of times that he's been wiped, and he basically I think that's right because he's like he gets the number right before his number, and then he stops. So, um, okay, so back to your question, Green, which I just blanked on. Which one? I've had lots of them this this session. The most recent one about. The oh, about the brain, about the brain's consistency. Um, right, the way I look at it is you know, like when you had a a solid state drive hard drive, you could you can you can delete data on a computer, and no matter what you delete, the thing is, is most people who who work with computers know this no matter what you really do, Mm -hmm. you never really delete data. Like mm-hmm. there's always ghost files or ghost fragments of <clears throat> the that huh, I just realized that uh, of that file that is there. Really? Like, thanks, thanks, Justin. Um, the uh, there, there's no there's no go. way there's no way to really like magnetize. <laughs> you know, like I know, like the common thing is like, oh, just run a really powerful magnet over it. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you had like a super magnet, then maybe, but like when you delete, when, when I go into a file and I delete it, that, that doesn't actually remove everything. And the reason I say that is because after a while, you'll, most people who have computers will notice this. Your computer starts slowing down. Your computer starts having problem doing processes that it used to not have any problem doing. Right. Right. Because it's used up a lot of that backspace. Right. And so part of that is you want to go and what we used to be able to do before we have to, yeah, and Pins is talking about this right now, but what we used to do when we had hard drives that were CDs was a process called defragging. FYI, do Mm -hmm. not do this if you have a solid state drive. It's it's not good. Um, But you used to be able to defrag your drive and that would basically kind of it, it wouldn't really get rid of it but it would centralize it in a much more compact fashion because used to be whenever you just deleted it it would just leave the file there and there was never mm-hmm. any rhyme or reason to where the file was stored and so that's why you would it would take up like 10 times the amount of space because it would be like you know half a code strand somewhere so a defrag drive basically picks up all these pieces and kind of puts them in puts them in a corner and it, it, it but it doesn't really get rid of it because you can't get rid of it it just kind of compiles it into a corner so that it it frees up that space um but i mean again eventually you get to a point where you have to get a new hard drive you have to get a new you know whatever which is where the invention of the cloud is so so helpful because it doesn't matter you know i'm not using up my processing space um with with storage of information but in explanation to your question about how, why the brain kind of seems to slow down on some of these exos with higher numbers, if you understand the higher number as also maybe connected to the amount of time that that exo has been around, I mean, Banshee's been around for a while. He could just be, he could just be running on outdated hardware. 
Mm. Does that does that make sense? Is X okay? Is Banshee does Banshee have a ghost? No, I don't think we've seen Banshee unless it's in his pocket. Well, all the ghosts are in your pocket, but I don't think we've seen Banshee's ghost. Like, I'm in his physical pocket. Oh, well, I don't. I don't think we've seen Banshee's ghost. I want to say. Do we know if he's a guardian? We don't. Or arisen? Uh, I don't think we do. I know that Banshee has been. He was in um, Twilight Gap. Mm-hmm. So um, I just wanted to bring up pins in chat had a really good point that you can never really fully delete data. Um, you essentially just override it and corrupt it so it can't be read. So mm-hmm. if you kind of accept that as a truth for this, uh, you know, this, this deep stone crypt, um, whenever you would wipe an exo, you would be corrupting, you know, data files so that they couldn't be reread. And, you know, I don't know where that goes, but it seems like that would kind of have a pile up that would eventually affect. Okay. But here's, here's where my idea of the idea of the deep stone crypt being kind of a physical cloud of some sort. We know that they have all that data and that they need to not necessarily erase all that data, but like compile it somewhere else. What if it's an upload routine to a cloud and that the yeah, deep stone crypt is actually a place? We've had that conversation. Justin, didn't Again, we have that conversation? Was yes. That one of those I, earlier conversations yeah. we had about that? I'm trying to remember. Because that would make put, a lot of sense to me. It wasn't put quite so eloquently. eloquently yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be here all night. I basically just said there were some stuff and some things, and basically <laughs> they were related. I love your explanations. Your analogies are fun. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> there was a bee and a snake and the things and the... <laughs> yes. I yes, call Justin, them colloquialisms. Um, (laughs) Uh, you know okay here's something that you said earlier that i kind of i don't know if i agree with we were talking about how whether or not exos could be considered android or robots or whatnot or cyborgs i i honestly i don't i think they have to be considered kind of a cyborg type thing even though there's the only humanity left in them is the mental yeah, see, that's where that's where my hesitation to call them cy. Okay, so green, real quick to define pe- for people who don't know, cyborg is a human who has been augmented by a robotic tech. Mm-hmm. Android is a robot with human personalities and, uh, but programmed as an a- with an AI. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's basically. A cyborg is a human that's becoming a robot, and an android is a robot that's becoming a human. Is the difference there? Yeah, um, we're just teetering the line back. Exos kind of seem to be like on the fence between those two because, like, mm-hmm. they have the robot form, 
they have the robot of the android, but they were. So, and, and this again, again goes back to I don't know if all exos were humans though. And right. so, and but I mean, for the ones who were, then yeah, they kind of they're they're not androids, but they're definitely not cyborgs. I don't, right. I don't know, and that's that's yeah. There's a lot of hesitation with both of those. It makes me also wonder if it's just kind of the Bungie playing at the trope of Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. But you that, that. you get to be Frankenstein's monster. There are so many so many issues with Frankenstein. I know, I know there is. Oh, I mean, that anyways. story is such a crazy one, but um. No, I was going to say also the they're talking right now in chat. They're talking about what what if Deepstone Crypt was a physical place, what would it be? And I remember and this is kind of one of my I think my crazier ideas that I still kind of like have I still kind of like is what if so for the exos that we know came from humans, what if the Deepstone Crypt is a place where those humans are still hooked up? Like Matrix style, yeah, that would be interesting. I, I mean, it's it's just one of those things where it's like because uh, in Cage Journal he talks about shedding shedding his flesh, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that would be kind of an interesting component. And then like maybe I I can't remember exactly the path that we that we took, but I was like, that's why Banshee can't remember is because his human his human connection died. So like the human that's plugged into Banshee's slot died. And so he can't remember because, you know, he's, he's doesn't have anything to reload when he does the, the, right. the that's, subroutine. Well, that's why I kind of wanted that cloud idea, right. the idea well, of and, and I think, a cloud. And the other thing is too. So again, going kind of back to that levels of AI, um, we actually have a few AI forms that are above exos. Uh, we have right above exos is a concept of submines or the colony ships, um, mm-hmm. and those were those were basically components that fit within uh, the war mines, which is the kind of the pinnacle of AI in the Destiny universe right now. Um, and the submines and colony ships actually present a really interesting con or interesting idea because there's this kind of unspoken idea that exos were platforms uh in which a, a war mine could you know be remoted into um and the reason I'm kind of being tenuous is there's uh, the rumored the rumored early story of Rasputin being the the exo um but if you think about the war mine from being a you know so you have exos which are war machines a war mind um the best way to lead troops is to be on the field of battle but you don't want right. you don't want to put your general in harm's way necessarily so it does it's a pretty solid idea to think that hey we can remote a war mind into an exo frame and if the exo frame dies what do you do it's you know it's the ultron situation wah, wah, he right. needs a new mm-hmm. frame um and so as that goes you know that's also another concept there uh the only problem there is it goes back to the inefficiency of the exos as far as their design, uh, they're they're predominantly designed as humans, not machines. So, could a war mind really interact with that? 
Um, and then there's also the whole, uh, the whole scene with the exo or not the exo, sorry, the exo stranger and Rasputin's conversation where he identifies, and this is kind of where we get a lot of the confirmation that Rasputin is very heavily connected to the exos, uh, because Rasputin specifically says, you're not one of mine. Um, so he like, I mean, he basically calls out and that's when he tries to get her to teach him how to time travel, which that's a terrifying idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like time traveling Rasputin war mine. Yes. That's a great idea. I just have this, this like hilarious. I, I don't even know how to picture Rasputin, but I have this hilarious interaction in my mind where Rasputin comes upon a rumba. <laughs> and he's like, you're not one of mine. And then things just like, <laughs> like, you know, like bumping against him. <laughs> Jake, I Jake have a really totally bad image of that. Jake needs so to draw Rasputin's that. way of getting around is to, to download himself into a Roomba. A Roomba. And he's like, you're not one of mine. Um, I see how you move across. <laughs> I will make you one of mine. I need to clean my bunker. It has gotten dirty. Yes, yes, please. You this know, I found nanoparticles found... from the Siva mites. Um, God. Yes. yes. Um, I found the quote from the journal that I was wanting to find okay. earlier about the wipes. And it has to do with Cade's notes. I think it's like in the second or third page. And he says, uh, see the reboots. They don't wipe it all the way. Not everything. And the new life plus the light, it does something real funny to what's left. Amplifies it, scrambles it, reshuffles it, reshuffles the fragments like a dealer rifling a, a deck of cards. So that sounds like defragmenting. Putting the hands, Putting the hands we've already won and lost back into play. Most of us do what we can on our own to forget. Let the itch go unscratched. So maybe you're, they're not supposed to go back to the Deep Stone Crypt so much. Maybe that's what's wrong with Banshee, is that he's been defragmented too much. I still think, I, I mean, like, yes, but I think that that's partially due to him just being old. And dumb. Um well, I, laser again, face. Old. I don't think. Oh my gosh, you and Justin. It's true, <laughs> laser face, <laughs> and it's not even the good kind from Red versus Blue. <laughs> no. <laughs> it just it makes me feel that people like Lakshmi and Cade actually resist the urge to go back to go back to the birth place or to go back to where that subroutine that initially downloaded them to mm-hmm. relive that over and over it's like kind of ptsd and almost in some respects I, I it seems agree. i would agree completely with that uh you get that too with <clears throat> with the gross fragment legends card because he i mean the speaker of the card even calls that out like he's like yeah mm-hmm. even if even if you get them you know even if you what was it they might confess one truth and if you get them buzzed they might confess another mm-hmm. but and i mean he specifically says none of them will tell you 
that the army is made of everyone we meet. I mean, just, I mean, just for just for a second, sit there and think about think about that. Like, and that's kind of in the summary. I know we we said that a little bit too. Is you know you're you're torn. You're torn between you have emotions. You are a war machine with emotions, so you are attached to these people. Do you? Do you protect the people that you know, that you possibly love, that you that you have protected in reality? Or do you try to go to the tower, you know, your birthplace that's calling you and, you know, drawing you towards it? Do you, What do you do? Do you kill the person that you love in order to get to your your birthplace to, you know, supposedly learn... And to understand who you are, there's so many dark tower references, but I can't mm-hmm. talk about them because you're actually reading the series now. I'm trying. Um, well, you can a little bit. No, like, I can't okay. because it will ruin it. Um, yeah, the Girl, connection, the connection, the me. connection to the dark tower series in this card is very big. It's a very big connection to the overall series. Um, and the problem is, is that that connection would actually ruin the entire series if you haven't read it. Um, so, but just, it's about the tower. Okay. <laughs> it's about the tower. What happens? Apparently there's a tower there's, and it features okay. prominently in the series. <laughs> but, but anyways, but I mean, thing. going, going back to that, that torn, I mean, what do you do in that? You, you have two things that you, you know, as, as a person, as a protector, as a you know a machine that's been designed to protect so, people, you are you are basically breaking your sub your your purpose by killing these people. But in order to get to the thing that you are being called to go to, you have to kill them. You know, it's a lose lose situation. I think we're I think we're losing the impact of having to kill everyone you've ever met right I, but so, that's what i mean is right. like so, sit, sit back and think about that think like, about that that's like little amanda holiday sitting up looking at the ship shoot her in the face like that's what you've got to do like yeah. that's you not just like the old like older people that might be easier to kill it's you've got kids. to actually like you've got to shoot tiny little amanda holiday yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not a <laughs> it's not a light thing. I mean, that, and he says that you know, or she says that yeah. it's the, the people we work with. Okay, that's traumatic. You know, the people we see in the street, so people you know, people they work with on a professional level, people that they don't really know, they just pass in the street, and then the people we tell about our dreams. Okay, who do you tell about your dreams? You tell people who you are very close to about your dreams so basically what this is is this is saying that all levels of relationships that you have everyone people you don't know that you've only seen people you work with which i mean most people who work with other people they i mean they're they might be friends but they're not like deep personal friends they're you know work friends um and then people who you tell your deepest darkest secrets all of them you have to kill all of them that that is immensely traumatic. Right. 
Yes. Sorry. And I'm... then Jake, Jake in chat, unless you're the annoying guy at the office that tells you, okay, fair enough. Oh yeah. That's true. But that, I mean, that guy, that guy, I don't think anyone would have. But anyways. no one actually listens to that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think you guys are being a little hard on that guy. Ted <laughs> <laughs> and IT, I, I think apologize. You should probably have some human understanding. Okay. You have, you have to realize, Justin. Moose neither snake. Neither blue. Oh God! Neither blue or I are exo, so there's no emotion involved in this whole thing. Blue is exactly an exo. That's exactly. Uh, what yeah, he he's, is. he's made that. I I don't I don't. But okay, so in chat they just said this. You know, they just realized why Kate has so few friends. Right. That's less That's, people he's got to kill. No, bro. it's not. It's not that it's <laughs> less people he has to kill. It's less trauma when he has to kill everyone he knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, and, okay. and that's a common that's like warrior. That's exactly what I said. That's like no, I know, but it's a common but warrior mentality. Is you don't you don't let people close, and Cade doesn't. Cade is the predominant example of this. You don't let people close because people, when you let people close, that means that mm-hmm. you could you open yourself up to being hurt. They poop on your heart. Okay, that's here's here's do. a random random question. At the end of Legends card, it says that's how this is how we got go back to the deep stone crypt that's how they go it describes the entire journey of how they go but do we know why they go does that like laid out do we know that's the wipe situation or is that something completely different and we don't even know where that is because i don't remember seeing a card saying that's where like they go there because of the wipe no just know that's how they go the deep stone crypt so the connection process here is we have Ghost Fragment Legends, which explains the journey, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. We have the items, which say the Deepstone Crypt is a badge illustrating the infamous subroutine, which seeds the first exoconsciousness. Right. Um, and then we have even ex- more explicitly the Ring of Living Stone that says, in memory of the Deepstone Crypt, the tower where we were born. That's just their birth, though. That doesn't say that it's something they go back to. Okay. Okay. Well, but here's but, the way I view okay, it. Though. I see what you're saying. So the the enticement of the enticement of who am I? Where do I come from? Why am I here? Is is the carrot on the stick that leads right. them to Deep Stone Crypt? It's not that they feel. It's not that they're mandated to do it, or they feel like they, you know, like there's some obligation to do it. It's it's an inner hunger. And and kind of a drive to to get to the bottom of these answers. I always think of like a Wolverine in X Men. Like Wolverine's like, oh, I'm stab things with my claws for a little bit, but now I'm gonna disappear for a little while, and I'm gonna try to figure out where I came from because it's something he can't escape. Like it keeps coming back and coming back, and it keeps representing itself because knowing where you came from. Like, even when you talk about, like, real human beings right now, um, if if you're an orphan, you could live your whole life with perfectly wonderful parents. Um, you know, and everything could be wonderful for you, and you could have an awesome life. But at some point, you're going to go, where did I come from? Who are these people that, you know, like, like you're going to seek out your origin. Like, yeah, and that's... I think that's... I, that's the fly. It's like the okay. it's like the fly trap. You well, know? Right. you see that within Saladin's speech. You know, uh, he he actually speaks about 
the, you know, wondering where you came from. What does the number behind your name mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, the thing that I'm worried about is the fact that we've always equated Deep Stone Crypt to be a wipe for the Exos. I want. I don't remember what card or where that is in Grimoire or in game where it talks about that that process is literally the wiping. I mean, we've always assumed it because it is the named process of how Exos came to being. But do we know that for sure? Do we know that that literally is what wipes them? We know that's something they want to do, that they that Cade re, uh, resists the itch to go back there. Right. And so, mm-hmm. like, basically, and I, I see I, I totally see where, what you're saying. I would say that it's not a. It may not be. So there's a possibility that it's not a wipe as much as it is a maybe a flashback. Um, I know there is a theory out there that the Deepstone dream is just a flashback of the subroutine. Um, of the original one, yeah. Yeah, but see, and here's here's my problem with that theory, is the the specific calling out of having to kill everyone you meet. Mm-hmm. Because if it's a so I mean and just just bear with me if 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 it's a flashback, okay, okay, I got I got that it's a flashback, but then. Where in that flashback, why is everyone you meet in the flashback? You know, like if it's a flashback, a flashback is just mem- remembering something um, that happened. It's, I mean, unless you're in as a dream, it's obviously dreams are kind of psychedelic to begin with. So it could be an assimilation of the flashback with a combination of everyone you meet. But I mean, once you open that door, then it's kind of everything you know off go for it green yeah i I know i'm just like i'm biting at the a a little bit but um okay so what if it's as simple as exos i mean exos are incredibly advanced but what if it is literally as simple as defragging well and that's what that's that's kind of where i kind of come in is like that's kind of where i sit is I, i i think that's what it is Right. I mean, that's literally what it, Cade's note says. It's they don't wipe it all away. Not everything. Well, and, there, and there's your and, there, light, and then it, there's their, your connection. Compress right there. it. Right. There's there's the connection. Uh-huh. The reboots. The reboots don't wipe it all away. Right. But I guess the connection scrambles it, reshuffles it. That's exactly what defragging does. Mm-hmm. But I think and your so, connection, your question still is what connects the concept of that reboot to the deep stone? Right. Because there's nothing specifically that says Deep Stone Crypt equals reboot. Not yet, but it could be something in the future, hopefully. Come on, Bungie. But, mm, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fun mystery to talk about. Yeah, and I, and and, I, I specifically, I, I do see where your, where your question has, I mean, it's a very good question. Because there is, it's a very heavily, it's heavily implied, and to a lot of us, I think, we just kind of accept it, um, but it's a really, really good, good question to to prove. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that is also another, I, I, I can't read, so Green just, is the, that's a, the second entry from the journal, right? Uh, 
it's yes. I well, it's still in Cade's notes. It's just a couple of pages in from the original one. It's you talking want to read about it real quick? Sure. It says Saturn. No, someplace else. Someplace colder. This moon has been almost completely converted. A sarcophag or sarcophagus of ice and iron. Stone towers rung round with glaciers, rooted deep within a heart of snow. I came here flesh and bone, and gave everything to the ice, started over, rebooted. Deep stone towers, sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. Wait, a sarcophagus is kind of like a crypt, or a sarcophagus mm-hmm. is in a crypt. So it's a mm-hmm. deep stone tower, sarcophagus, deep stone crypt. Which sorry, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I, it's a little tongue in cheek. No, right. It's a little tongue in cheek, but no, that's 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 solid. But it lends the question: in all of this, where is the sarcophagi? Well, I like, think is this he, is still is paying a, attention to what's going on. I mean, it it it's possible, <laughs> but I think this is just Cade's description that of his own dream of the dream that he does remember going back to. Right. And I, and I think, uh, I think, I think Jake said this earlier in chat. There's also a possible connection to, uh, deep crypto, uh, deep crypto cryptography. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the coding process of password protecting and all that, um, crypt being a, a shorter phrase of that so there's i mean there's oh there's so many and the and the thing again green and you know this is me not not ragging on you at all but i i, I appreciate you know the hell out of those questions because yeah i assume i assume that the deep stone crypt is the subroutine is or not the subroutine is the reboot i just mm-hmm. i've i've always i've always personally read it that way um, mm-hmm. and that's just kind yeah, of too, how I've but... read it. But the question is very valid and it's a very good question. Where does the deep stone crypt, where is it? Deep stone crypt equals reboot. We know the deep mm-hmm. stone crypt is the subroutine. We know that with the Cade stuff that, I mean, the implication is pretty clear. It is, it is. But... And it, it literally says right there. And which is obviously talking about deep stone crypt. And the thing I just read, that it is a reboot. But the question is, is it a continuous reboot that they revisit? Or is right. it just the initial reboot? Right. That's the question. I mean, we know it functions similarly. But is it? Is it the same? Well, I hope I we hope that the Rasputin DLC kind of explains Oh, God, yes, Please. Please, please, please. And the reason the reason I say that is because, again, one thing that we do know is Rasputin is connected to Exos. You know, like they're they're peanut butter and jelly. Um, one here's one more question, real quick, just to say that it's not a continuing subroutine. We haven't had. There's no Exo in the game that anybody has played that has experienced something similar to that. There's no quest that an, now I'm not talking NPCs. I'm talking our character. There's none of our characters that have experienced that. And you know, the, I I, want to break the fourth wall there and kind of be like game mechanics. Right. 
And the other thing could be we're just too young. Well, I mean, yeah, there's that. And then, <sighs> yeah, that's, that's true. But, I mean, I was going to say maybe it's because we're a guardian, but we know that Cade has been, Cade has experienced a reboot with, or, well, but do we know? We don't know that he's been rebooted since he became a guardian. Mm-hmm. And see, the problem, the problem I have with Cade, right? Here's, here's, you know, just the one, the one issue I have with the whole thing with Cade is if he's a guardian, if he's risen, you know, going off the concept of the risen as being resurrected. How does he remember his reboot? Or is that, is that what he's talking about with the light kind of interacting with the shuffling in a weird way? Yeah. I mean, where's that one at? That was the one I put read before. Yeah. Like, you know, like the playing cards quote, like, yeah. is, is that what he means is so does Cade actually remember thing? Cause I mean, well, we know Cade remembers things before the, the collapse. Well, he must have, he has to have had a new boot since his resurrection because it, and the new life plus the light, it does something real funny. Okay. So okay, he's yeah, had so to he specifically it. does call that out. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So he has experienced the reboot after he became a guardian. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that could be the, the light, the increased light in him interacts with the reboot and opens, maybe opens, opens his eyes to be able to see, you know, see more than maybe what was intended. Well, it, it looks, it looks like the, okay. So the initial reboot sounds like it's supposed to wipe things like we initially thought, but maybe the, with the light, it holds on to some of those memories. It holds on to some of the, the things before putting, putting the hands we've already won and lost back into play. Mm-hmm. And I, and I mean, just before, before I jump, before we jump to the, uh, the next little thing, I did want to say <clears throat> the question of initial reboot kind of flies in the face of using an exo frame as immortality, because mm-hmm. if you forget everything, then what's the point? Right. You know, like if you right. forget everything from the life of humans that you before you became an exo. But maybe that's the trade off. Maybe that yeah, maybe that's the trade off, maybe. Learn nothing. <laughs> you know nothing. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, that's what so I'm so one one more little little trivia connection here. This is one of the most frustrating things I've dealt with. The Ring of Living Stone, if you look at it. It has an image on it. That image is the same as the image that you see on Thalor's Golden Mall. Why? I'm dead serious. Why? Like, this is the most frustrating thing ever. Like, so, and I was talking, I was talking to Captain Kex about this, and I think Kex just put out a, a, a video about Thalor, and he points out that, you know, the, the assumption is that probably Thalor was an Exo. Um, just simply because of this connection here. Because it's like the... But if you look at Thalor's Golden Maul, which is a, a, a mark, a Titan mark, it's a big 
hammer or a big axe. It's not a hammer. I don't know why they keep calling it a mall, but um, it's an axe. Well, if you look at the Ring of Living Stones, it's the same axe, like exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, uh, is that is that a Lapras? The type of axe that it is, it's the double headed axe. Yeah, it's a double headed axe. But I mean, the design, like the coloration and everything, is exactly the mm-hmm. same. So, I mean, yeah, because if it was just a double-headed axe and a double-headed axe, I'd be more forgiving. But it's like the the filigree design on the axe blades are the same. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, that's that's Blue's frustration with these items right now. You got it. You got it. You got no you, you have an exa- explanation for that, Justin? I mean, modern robotics hasn't explained it. I don't know who I could be to explain it. I mean, oh man, I'm gonna lean towards no. Okay, all right, cool. Well, I know, I know, we need to wrap it up here. Do you want to? You guys have any final comments on the topic? I think Before this will be a talk. Outs. We this will definitely be a topic we talk about for a long time because it's such it's such an enigma. Like when I okay, so for those of you who don't know, I I start writing the summaries a lot of times, and some of the summaries are like truly things that I write. But sometimes I'm just like I I, I don't know Blue. What do you what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> and Blue writes it for me, and then I say it and sound really That's awesome. What I do. <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> Blue t-shirts. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> we should get t-shirts that say that. But uh, with this one, it's so, there's so little that we know. And so exploring it, it's all theory. There's really, there's not a ton of connections. And what connections we do have, you can kind of make little strings attached mm-hmm. to other things. But there's Those really not. Best. That's that's like my wheelhouse. You're spin in Justin foil? country. Did you <laughs> see my spin foil tweet? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> Head full of spin foil this week. Literally. I like it. All right. So, Justin, you got any final comments or do you want to go to shout outs? I think we go to shout outs. All right. Let's go. Shout outs. Green, what do you got for us? My shout out goes to the guys that were in guys and gals that were in chat last night uh, watching me stream. We were talking about computer and how to get a computer and put things together. And I kind of pitched the idea to Julie about some of the things you guys were saying about building a computer and like having people who know what they're talking about help me build a computer because I am, I'm it's another language when you guys talk about computers and electronics, I'll be honest. I don't know a ton besides like basic seventh and eighth grade electronics. Like this is a circuit. Yeah. That's what I've got. So she's kind of on, on board with having a built computer so I can have something more than my little crappy laptop. And I'm excited. So yay. Just don't ask Justin to build it. Easy. You can let (laughs) Justin build it. I'll build it with a rock and the hammer. And Spoiler alert, my rock is a hammer. Um, <laughs> what shout outs do you have? 
Oh, me? Yeah, you. Okay, shout outs. Okay. Um, so big shout out to um the best Destiny clan other than Chatter White crew ever that I've ever heard of. There's actually a Destiny clan and a Twitter handle that is <laughs> Rainbow Death Squad. So I'm gonna give them big ups and say fair play. Fair play, sir. And also, um, anytime you want to play any type of game, um, it's got to be a first-person shooter and be Destiny. But we can play <laughs> together. You know, like there's options. Anytime you want to play anything, as long as it's a first-person shooter and they're called Destiny. Right? Is there... I mean, that's like... That covers all the genres, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure. Um but yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh, everybody, and uh, thank you, Blue and Green, for dealing with my technical issues. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, our email topic for next week is going to be another lore dive. This time, we're going to be looking at the Destiny universe and all the dimensions that are kind of within that. Um, I know the chat has been going pretty steadily on that, so be sure to send us any comments or thoughts or questions that you have on that. Uh, you can do that either through email or our new our website has a contact page that you can just write on the website. You can just put that in and it mm-hmm. goes right to our group box. Or you can message me on Discord and you know any any communication with me, I will consider that an email for those purposes of reading them on air. So feel free to send those in um and let's see big shout out to justin for getting getting our shirts i think everyone will be happy to see the design that we got they're they're really god God, that sucks so bad (laughs) (laughs) it took a little poking and prodding but we did we did get the designs done jesus christ um and i thought i was single-handedly trying to engineer world world peace <laughs> but um also you most people will have noticed um the there is no poll this weekend um that is because the week after we are not going to have an episode simply because we're going to be in tampa so we won't be able to have an episode that week um and then also our schedule is going to be changing s- slightly after guardian con uh, I will be talking more in about that as as we kind of solidify everything. The podcast schedule is not changing. Uh, this will just be the game streams that you know some most of you most of you guys who are live stream attendees also jump into our game stream. So that schedule will be changing a little bit after Guardian Con, just simply because of some some stuff that's come up in life for pretty much all of us. Um, so, but again, not, not really big deal. We're still going to be doing game streams. We're still, the podcast stream is still going to be on the Friday nights. That's not changing at all. Uh, but yeah, other than that, let's run through an outro and then we will stay around for a little bit of an after show. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for a live streaming of the episode each week, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash chat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on the new and improved www.focusfirechat.com. 
Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for our team concerning the podcast. And please, please, please let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes as well. Also, make sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So, until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. Bright.